ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, May 10th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock. We've also got our text line open this hour. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. How's everyone doing today? It's, it's Wednesday, so that means we're halfway home, right? We're getting closer to the weekend, and we're getting closer to the start of softball for the Thundering Herd. We'll definitely talk more about that tomorrow, but I'm excited because this might be Marshall's best chance yet to win that first conference championship. Not individual, but team conference championship. So I'm excited about that, but we've got a lot to get into today. Coming up a little bit later on the program, it's Wednesday, so we always have Eden Douglas with us. She's the marketing director with the Charleston Dirty Birds, so she's going to catch up with us. Tell us why you need to come out to the ballpark. There's some fun things going on. The Dirty Birds have only won one game so far, but there are some fun things going on at the ballpark, so Eden's going to convince you why you need to come out to the ballpark. Uh, Hey, everyone who's been out so far has had fun from what I've been told. It's minor league baseball. You know it's going to happen. Wins and losses, sometimes more losses than wins. You know that's going to happen. So Eden will be with us here in the next few minutes. But uh, in between all of that, i got to talk about Bob Huggins later, because the statement came out, and he, in a nutshell, is going to lose about a million dollars because of this, and he's going to have to go through a lot of hoops, a lot of hurdles. He's going to have training now. We'll get into the full extent of that. But someone asked me a couple days ago, hey, do you think Bob Huggins is going to lose his job? I mean, that was the text when this thing happened. You know, do you think he's going to lose his job? Or, you know, is there going to be any repercussions? And, yes, repercussions. Here they are. Huggins is also going to be down to a one-year deal. It's an annual now. It's not It's not a multi-year deal. And if he does something like this again, he's out. So he's going to be very busy trying to Piece it all back together. He's also going to be suspended for three games. Bob Huggins, beloved by a lot of people in the state of West Virginia. A lot of people love him, think the world of him. Some people actually think that maybe he's getting hammered a little too much on this. I mean, your mileage may vary, but this is what West Virginia has come out with today. We'll get into more of that uh, as the show progresses. So we got to talk about, of course, Marshall and Ohio State. Schedule news came out not that long ago. So the two teams are going to play at Ohio Stadium in Columbus on September 21st, 2024. It's the third all-time meeting between these two. And Marshall's going to get a guarantee of $1.6 million for the game. That's a pretty good guarantee. So almost $2 million, and you're going to go play a football game. It's going to be against a major opponent in Ohio State. And if you play well, that can help springboard you to further success. 
if you get lucky, you knock Ohio State off. People will be talking about you the way that they were talking about you when you beat Notre Dame, if you're the Marshall Thundering Herd. The unfortunate thing about that Notre Dame win was it was followed by a really bad performance afterwards. Laying an egg, which almost killed that momentum. And if Marshall can have a good showing in 2024 against Ohio State, I hope they can carry that forward. So big deal here today. It's a good guarantee. It's a big deal. And the fact that Marshall is trying to schedule opponents within driving distance for fans plays really on the philosophy of there are a lot of good teams in the area. You don't have to go really far to find a good football game. And so Marshall going to Ohio State to play that game, that's an easy drive for a lot of herd fans. There's always a good showing of green in some of these situations. I remember going down to Tennessee years ago when the herd played the Volunteers and thought that's a great showing for Marshall fans. And when Marshall went up to Columbus, the last time I was up there, hey, this is a great showing for Marshall. Marshall fans showed up best they could. It's hard to get a ticket at Ohio Stadium, so hopefully we'll see some really creative ways herd fans will find tickets. But uh, the thing here is also – This is also going to push Big Green membership because Marshall fans are going to have to be Big Green members and season ticket holders for ticket priorities. So if you want to go to this one, priority is going to go to Big Green and season ticket holders. And I'm sure we'll have someone from the university on in the near future to talk about how that process works for those who maybe haven't gone through it before. Game's a year away. It's 2024, so we can talk about it a little bit, but just good to have on the schedule. Also, I think it's showing that Marshall's trying to really improve the schedule, trying to put some quality opponents on the schedule. That was sort of the push for basketball. Let's get some better quality opponents on the schedule here and try to at least improve that resume. You know the quad one wins are important in basketball, so you want to try to play the best you possibly can and still not kill yourself. I get the balance here. With football, you want to play as good of an opponent as you can. And, of course, this is partially a money game. I mean, it's $1.6 million. It's a money game. Absolutely a money game. But it's a money game that hurt fans can travel to. Ohio State knows this. It's Ohio State, so it's easy to sell out anyway. But her fans will really have something to chew on, especially next year. Because we all know Ohio fans, right? And Ohio State fans and Kentucky fans. And a lot of herd fans sometimes wear Kentucky gear and Ohio State gear and every other team's gear in the area as well. I have sometimes encounter people who are wearing multiple teams at the same time. So we'll have a lot to talk about over the period of a year as far as rooting against Marshall if you're an Ohio State fan, if you're a Herd fan, rooting against Ohio State, rooting against Marshall. We're going to have those conversations. So it's going to be fun 
And we'll see what Marshall looks like in a year. I mean, we really can't speculate now. We're going to hopefully see a lot of improvement for the Thundering Herd. I don't mean just wins and losses. I mean, actually, you know, team getting out there, using Coach Huff's philosophy of, of closing the gap. Well, when you play Ohio State, that's a big gap from where you are to where they are. That's a big gap. So we'll hopefully see Marshall be at the point in a year, not not even this season, but next season, in a year, where Marshall can go up and maybe give Ohio State fits and maybe walk out of there with a win. That would be something to see. Let's turn our attention briefly to baseball. When we continue, I'm going to welcome on the program Eden Douglas. She's the marketing director for the Charleston Dirty Birds. We'll talk to her about what's coming up for the Dirty Birds later on. We'll talk basketball with you, some exciting news about Tavion Kinsey I want to get into with today. Also, uh, Cincinnati Bengals news. We'll get into scheduling. They're going to be playing on New Year's Eve. Are you excited about the prospects of the Bengals playing on New Year's Eve? I am until I see what the other schedules look like, including college. New, Year, New Year's Eve, very popular time for sports teams. So we're going, to, we're going to be busy. We'll be watching the ball drop, figuratively and literally, on New Year's Eve when it comes to the Bengals and Kansas City. That's the opponent. We'll talk about that as well. Get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know the rules. You help make the show go. So I put the responsibility on you. You help make the show go. And sometimes we go in directions that you want to go in, and we gladly do it. 304-396-TALK, our text line. But coming up next, it's going to be Eden Douglas from the Charleston Dirty Birds. She's going to get it caught up on why you should be spending some time at the ballpark rooting on the Dirty Birds when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. That means it's time for Eden Douglas, the marketing director of the Charleston Dirty Birds, to join us on the program. These last few weeks, we really haven't had games to talk about at GoMart Ballpark. This time, we do have games to talk about, and uh, Eden's here now to tell us why there's so many fun things to do at the ballpark, because, Eden, the team's 1-8 right now. 1-8. How do how how do we how do we get past one and eight and bring fun to the ballpark? Uh, gosh, <laughs> we're gonna try. Uh, the team may be struggling, and they started struggling on the road, but uh, we've got some exciting things happening here this week. I mean, we've got triple headers at the ballpark every single day for the remainder of the week. If that says anything. Uh, tomorrow night is our first Charlie's night, and um, we have the MEC tournament going on during the day, and then we have dollar beers, which everyone is excited about, our first dollar beer night of the season. And then on Friday night, we have our first T-shirt giveaway, and everyone loves the free T-shirts. That'll be Friday night as well. Gates open at 5.30 on Friday, and we're hoping to see people lined up around the gate to get that t-shirt and Saturday is probably going to be our biggest night with mega plus fireworks. So a lot of things happening at the ballpark, obviously, as you mentioned, there are games galore going on. You have not only the dirty birds, but the mountain East conference tournaments there. And so you don't even get a break, but as the team, 
just focusing on them for a second. At one and eight, that's not necessarily unheard of in minor league baseball. We've seen teams start out really poorly and then all of a sudden get the right situation and off they go. So maybe one and eight's not necessarily the end of the world. The season's young for the Dirty Birds. And do you think maybe once we get into the rhythm of having some home games here and seeing more fans show up, that you know the Birds are going to get right back at it? Yeah, I think so, and um, Billy has done such a good job with recruiting these guys, and we have some of the nicest guys in the world that are on our roster this year. Um, but it took, you know, we went through the opening weekend in the Atlantic League without our visa guys here. So it was a process to get them here, and some of these guys, it's only their second game in the season since they've gotten here from their visa. So uh, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still making adjustments. There's been adjustments and uh, some moves in the starting lineup the last few days, and we saw it today. We had a 10:35 first pitch this morning for one of our first kids' days, and he had um, Bobby Bradley hit and clean up in the lineup today, and Bobby Bradley hit a two-shot home run into – left center in the start of the game. So we're already seeing improvements because our bats have not been the hottest, but they definitely were hot today, although maybe the result didn't reflect it. Um, we're slowly starting to figure some things out and starting to be more competitive. 5,000 5, kids attended. It was Grand Slam school day. 5,000 kids. And let me tell you, if you haven't been to something when you have 5,000 kids, I've been to – many a basketball game on Marshall's campus and volleyball match where they let the kids come in. You wish you could have 5,000 kids just show up every day. (laughs) I mean, it's fun when the kids are here. Uh, We may not absolutely think it's the greatest thing in the world whenever you have to be here at 6 a.m. to roll hot dogs. But then after you see like these kids have such a good time and they look at the guys on the field and the guys interact with them, and see how much fun we have with all of our on-field entertainment and all of our promotions, it makes it all worth it. And having 5,000 kids here just becomes that much more special. And some of these kids won't ever have a chance to come back to a Dirty Birds game. So this could have been their first, and it could have been their last, or then they'll go home and tell their parents and say, hey, I want to go back to Go-Mart Ballpark for a Dirty Birds game, and it gets their families out here too. So it was really awesome this year because we were able to have Kanawha County Schools come and they haven't been able to come for a lot of years. So we had a lot of local schools, and we sell out Grandson School Day every year. It's always packed with kids every single year, and they've never been local. The schools have never been local. So it was extra special for me because my old middle school was here today, so I got to see my old principal and some of my former teachers. So it was it was a very, very good morning ball game, I will say. 6 a.m., you're making hot dogs, right? You, personally, making hot dogs at 6 a.m.? So, yes, we were in the kitchen this morning, and every front office member we had on site, which was pretty much everyone, was in the concession stand in the kitchen grilling hot dogs and then rolling them so these kids had their bag lunches. So you're out of hot dogs now. (laughs) No, we are not out of hot dogs. We will have hot dogs always because one of our promotions is a serve pro cleanup hitter, and it happens today. Even though some of these kids may have had a bagged lunch, 
the third pro cleanup hitter gets a hit, which was Bobby Bradley on his two-run home run, and a row got free hot dogs. So they got two hot dogs today, that special row did. All right. <laughs> I like it. Aiden Douglas is with us. She's marketing director of the Charleston Dirty Birds. I have to go off topic and just ask, um, how many kids went home with toast? So uh, Toastman does not throw toast on school days. What? He does not. Um, I think that's kind of always been a thing because we are so full and we want to ensure that everyone has a seat here for school days. He chooses not to throw toast. We still throw in some toast elements on the video board with a graphic after a strikeout or we have a soundbite that we play. Um, and some of the kids know what it means, but we do not have Toastman on school days. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back a second here and just talk about this. When you throw the Toast graphics up, and of course, longtime listeners to the show and longtime fans of Charleston baseball know who the Toastman is and what he does. How do you explain the Toastman to kids? Maybe first time at the ballpark, how do you explain all the Toast references to those kids? Well, the first thing you tell them is don't eat the toast because there will always be a kid <laughs> that will try to eat the toast. Uh, no, it's definitely interesting, and um, it's, he's hard to explain, honestly. But it's like for some reason, if you get stuck sitting in the toast section on a night and maybe you've never been here before or it's a kid, you start out kind of confused, and then you just kind of go with it, and they don't ask any questions. So. They love that he does all of his little elements. And we've got some season ticket holders that are in the toast section, too, that sit with him, and they've kind of became called the Toasties. So, honestly, there is no explaining it. You just roll with it. I think you need an instructional video for the video board. Yeah, and... we either need a tutorial. We need a tutorial or, like, a rule book or something like that with an exact description. <laughs> Aiden Douglas is with us. She's marketing director for the Charleston Dirty Birds, and uh, we're not talking about the one in eight. We're not talking about that. I'm not discussing that. But a lot of things that are happening, as you mentioned, a lot of baseball being played at Gilmart Ballpark. Dollar Beer Night, you don't even have to explain that. That's going to be a big night, fun night. The weather is getting a lot more summer-like out there, so we're going to have a good time on Dollar Beer Night. And then what kind of T-shirt will fans be rocking on Friday? Yeah, so Friday we have uh, it's a black T-shirt, and it's got our logo head. Um, our mascot's Dusty, so we like to call him Dusty Boy. So Dusty is on the T-shirt, and we kept it kind of cool themed. So there are two pickaxes behind Dusty, and um, it's a really, really cool T-shirt, and it says Dirty Birds Baseball. It's something that we haven't sold in the store before, and it's something that fans haven't seen yet unless you watch uh, us on TV. But we'll be announcing the T-shirt design on tomorrow, so that way fans know what they can expect on Friday. But it is really cool, and um, it's something that represents the home state and the background that coal miners have, which is exactly what our logo means. And we're excited that that gets to be our first giveaway of the season. Looking forward to that, and of course, um, I'm going to ask again. Snag me one, just snag me one, if you would. Oh, I mean, if you come and line up at the gate, then I'm sure you'll get one. But see, see that's the that's the line I get every single year. Sure, we'll get you one <laughs> as soon as you line up at the gate. Yep, yeah. the first 1,000 fans in the ballpark will be the ones to get a T-shirt. You think someone's really going to count? All 1,000 shirts. I mean, you can't pull one back just for me and give 999 away. 
I mean, there's a gate right outside of our box office. So I'll leave you a ticket. But a T-shirt, you got to get in line. I love it. Eden Douglas is with us, uh, always the marketing director for the Charleston Dirty Birds. And, of course, the uh, fireworks sell themselves. Uh, first of many Mega Blast fireworks shows. And, again, that's not just a buzzword that you like to use to try to tell people, hey, these are big fireworks. And they're not. No, they're really big. So how big? I mean, are we going – you know, are we going really big and then bigger, 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 or are we just going super big and then normal big and then the final Mega Blast fireworks will be super big again? How are we doing this? Uh, so it's the first Mega Blast fireworks, and I want to say they're going to be super Mega Blast is how we're going to describe it since it is the first one. Um, but honestly, they're all amazing. It just depends on how the timing goes, but you'll never be disappointed with this fireworks show we have here. So uh, it's, it's going to be awesome, and it is the first one, so we're expecting big things. My guest is Eden Douglas. She's the marketing director of the Charleston Dirty Birds, and, of course, that means everything that happens at GoMart Ballpark, you know, with the Dirty Birds aside, we mentioned earlier that you have multiple games going on, including the uh, Mountain East Conference Tournament. How fun is that to, to have all those teams in Charleston for that tournament? I mean, it's it's awesome. I'm watching the University of Charleston and West Liberty play right now, and we're in the bottom of the fifth. So it's pretty cool that we have a local school here. We have a decent crowd. Um, it is a, when, a Wednesday afternoon, so it'll it'll get better as the weekend goes on and we get closer to the championship. And later tonight we have state. So it's pretty cool that we have two local schools in the tournament. But then it's awesome that it gets people from around the state down here and then if you have a ticket to the MEC tournament game, then you also have a ticket to the Dirty Birds game. So um, if you're coming, then you can stay for the Dirty Birds game tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday night. And then Sunday, our game, the Dirty Birds will play at 1235. And then the MEC will have their championship games uh, following that. So if you come to the Dirty Birds game that afternoon on Mother's Day, you will get um, a ticket to the, ME the MEC championships that night. But if you also come on Sunday, you get a tote bag if you're a mom. So mother's tote bag. Also, you get to see all that baseball. Now, so I'm sure I'm clear on this. If I have a ticket for Dirty Birds game tomorrow, I get to go to the uh, the, the tournament and vice versa, right? If I have a ticket to one, I get to go to the other. Or it'll be it'll be for that day. For that day. So if you have a ticket, yeah, if you buy a ticket to the NBC game tomorrow then you have a ticket to the Dirty Birds game for that night. And then it would be that same process for Friday and Saturday. So if you purchase a ticket to the MEC game, then you are able to stay for the Dirty Birds game that night. That's a cool deal. Uh, that's really nice and gives a lot of people who maybe uh, aren't necessarily from Charleston that are in for the tournament uh, a little extra to do. That's pretty cool. And we'll hopefully um, – have a local team uh, who you who are you pulling for in the tournament can you say who you're pulling for who you want to I, say? I can I can I am a little biased because my brother is a relief pitcher for the University of Charleston so I am pulling for UC all the way okay I did not know that this was not planned I didn't set her up for that <laughs> this is unplanned so you are rooting for uh for UC all the way because of the family connection the little brother right little brother yeah, my little brother. He's two years younger than me. Uh, he's a junior at the University of Charleston. That's awesome. 
So uh, you'll have yeah. you have your UC gear on now, or are you sort of sporting the uh, dirty I birds? Don't. I'm, we're actually still working, so I'm doing like production for all three shows every day. So I am running triple headers here every day this week. Um, so I've actually taken a quick break to talk to you, and then going back in the booth to get some more work done. But I am decked out in dirty birds attire always. No matter uh, where you see me, I'm probably in a dirty bird sweatshirt or t-shirt. Okay, but the when you see plays, you're gonna have something you see on, right? Um, I'm intending on wearing my jacket, my dirty birds jacket, and zipping it all the way up to where just a little bit of burgundy is peeking out underneath. <laughs> okay, that works. That works. So uh, hopefully uh, UC will do you proud, and uh, guess what? Uh, I'll be rooting for UC for you as well. How's that? Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be sure to tell my brother that yeah. we've got people from Huntington cheering for him this week. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. If if they win it, I'll put you in charge of booking the show. Get him on for me. How's that? I will. He will. He's awesome. He loves doing stuff like this. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, let's do that. If If they win the whole thing, He's got to come on the show, and we've got to talk about it. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. And another cool fact, our broadcaster, our play-by-play for the Dirty Birds this year is a former UC baseball player and a graduate of UC. So we've got a couple of UC connections around here. Okay. Looking forward to meeting him uh, eventually. Have not yet. Um, so we will talk to him. We'll talk to your brother, and we'll talk to you sometime next week. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, sounds good to me. Eden Douglas, you got to get back to work, so we'll let you do that now. Thanks for doing it again, marketing director of the Charleston Dirty Birds. And uh, again, uh, they're they're one and eight, but that doesn't matter because it's going to be fun this weekend. And there's fireworks We've and T-shirts, fun. and there's dollar beer, and then there's Mother's Day stuff. It's all going to be fine. They'll win some games. Trust me, I believe in them. Thanks, Eden. Yeah, thank you. Eden Douglas, marketing director of the Charleston Dirty Birds. We are going to take our next break, come back. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We're going to talk about, of course, what's happening with Bob Huggins, his situation with West Virginia University. Uh, some good news for Tavion Kinsey. Yeah, things are looking up for him. I think he's got a good shot here at the NBA. We'll talk about that. Get your text in as well. That's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to your Wednesday, May 10th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I have a text line. I open it up to you. I put my career in my own hands sometimes and then just hand it to you so we can talk to you and give you an opportunity to sort of be like a co-host of the show. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's our number to be a part of of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's keep it with baseball for just a moment before we start talking about what happened today with Bob Huggins and the, well, let's just say the repercussions of what he said a couple of days ago have now hit. Marshall Baseball lost 7-2 to the Ohio Bobcats yesterday at the Kennedy Center. They looked okay for a bit. They got Moorhead State now, so short turnaround. Luke Edwards, though, reached a career high of 243 career hits with a leadoff single in the third inning. So uh, there's some there's some bright spots to take from this, but 
I hate to say this, but this year's baseball team is not next year's baseball team. And that's what we're pointing at right now. We're pointing at next year's team and Marshall's new baseball park. And we're starting from there. This is sort of the, okay, we're going to get through this. And I hate to feel that way about a team. We're going to get through this. And then we're going to see what next year looks like. The rebuild is what I'm more excited about. But, hey, 7-2 to the Bobcats, uh, losing Tuesday at the Kennedy Center. Hopefully they can turn it around and get Moorhead State. Uh, The Moorhead State Eagles, the opponent for the Thundering Herd. I don't have – I don't have really a feel for how that one's going to go, to be honest with you. I wish I could say that Marshall's going to bounce back. I just don't have a feel for how that one's going to go right now. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So yesterday uh, we were kind of pondering what's going to happen to Bob Huggins. And so the university... West Virginia University released a very long statement today. I'm not going to read it all to you, but I'm going to I'm going to give you the highlights of it. Now, if you're not familiar with what Bob Huggins did, so the coach of the West Virginia University basketball team, who is a beloved figure by many in the state of West Virginia, used derogatory language not only against Well, let's put it to you this way. Uh, He insulted a religious group, and he also insulted members of the LGBTQ plus community. So he used a gay slur, and he also insulted Xavier fans. And this was during a radio show. This was on 700 WLW out of Cincinnati. And he was on with a longtime friend of his, someone who he's had a long relationship with. Bill Cunningham's been doing it a long time. So Bill just called him up and put him on. So the university today addressing it in a statement and basically indicated that the coach used that derogatory language, stressed that it deeply hurt many people, And also, it tarnished the university's image, and it caused embarrassment and disappointment for the athletics, family, and members of the campus community, according to this release. And so, in response, the university is outlining a series of actions and measures that are going to be taken to educate the athletics department and future coaching staff about inequality, reduce mental health crisis, support marginalized communities, and also make donations to organizations that serve these groups. So Huggins is going to face some consequences here. He's going to be suspended for the first three regular season games. He's also going to get a pay cut. It's a reduction in annual compensation of a million dollars. And his contract has been amended. It's going to be year by year now. He doesn't have a multi-year deal. He's got a year-by-year contract. And that contract will end on April 30th, 2024. Huggins did issue the apology. Huggins does take full responsibility for his actions. Huggins, according to the release, regrets all the hurt he's caused. And he is committed to learning and doing better. 
So what are the implications here? A lot of people called for Bob Huggins to lose his job. A lot of people said that that's cancel culture. Woke mentality. A lot of people say, hey, he shouldn't be canceled. There, there are a lot of members of the uh, LGBTQ plus community who have said, yes, he said things that are very hurtful and that are very negative and harmful. But canceling him isn't the answer. And so now he's got to make amends. He's going to be meeting with the LGBTQ plus community, leaders from the state of West Virginia, also from ACLU, WVU Fairness, West Virginia, Morgantown Pride, some other organizations. Uh, and uh, the million, by the way, that he's losing is going to go into supporting those marginalized communities. So it's a win for those communities in the sense that a prominent figure in the state of West Virginia, a prominent figure in the sports community, now has an opportunity to make amends and amplify the message as well of inclusion, of words have meaning and can cause harm. There's so many wins here. And Bob Huggins still gets to keep his job, but he's going to be on, I don't want to say a short leash, but he's definitely going to be limited in what he can do. Because if he goes down this road again, he's out. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If he does something like this again, he's out. This is basically his one free Get out of jail card. You're on probation, but you're not going to get kicked to the curb. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Of course, you know, being here in Huntington and in the Marshall community, a lot of Herd fans don't have any love for Bob Huggins. Uh, texter writes in, uh, Hugs sure isn't a beloved figure in Huntington. Go Herd. Now I can see that. I'll be honest with you. Many years ago, I was working the door at the Charleston Civic Center. I had just gotten let go from my previous job, and I was transitioning. And I was hoping that, okay, I'm going to be back in this here real soon. But uh, it was late late in the ballgame here. So I didn't have a ticket to the annual game. And then... SID Randy Burnside and said, hey, you know, I'll, yeah, he's like, hey, I need some help. You know, I'll credential you for sure. You know, can you help out? I'm like, yeah, sure. I would love to. I would love to. That way I'll be backstage and talk to some people. And at the same time, I can help out. And Bob Huggins came in. Bob, super nice. He was nice to me. He didn't have any reason not to be nice to me, but he was super nice. And uh, a herd fan came up to him and had a basketball for him and he spent a few minutes talking to the Marshall fan as, a, as an older gentleman. And the Marshall fan said, hey, you know what? When, when Marshall and WVU aren't playing each other, you know, I root for you. And he just looked at him and said, hey, you know, that's, that's how it should be. And he was really nice. Now, I'm not trying to build up a case for him that excuses what this is. But I can see why a lot of people would say, hey, you know what? Bob's a good guy. Bob's a nice guy. Bob's never done anything to me. 
Bob's always been helpful. Bob's always been, you know, a stand-up guy. And I understand where a lot of people are coming from on that. And you know what? Bob was nice to me. I've never had a bad interaction with Bob Huggins. Limited as those may be, but I've never had a bad interaction with Bob Huggins. So from that standpoint, you know, Bob's a, Bob's a nice guy. He's likable, except if you're in Huntington. I get it, as the texter wrote in. But there are a lot of people who are saying, look, the guy made a mistake. We can't just crucify him. And there are a lot of other people saying, hey, look, I can't believe this, that he's got a job, that he still has a job today. Tom Brenneman, who also, I can make a case for being a nice guy. I've interacted with him before. Tom Brenneman, former broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds. Isn't it, man, isn't it weird that the stuff that's happening like this, at least for us, is, is coming out of the Cincinnati area? First with Tom Brenneman, with the homophobic language where he didn't know he was on the air. Bob Huggins, I've heard some try to make the case for him that, okay, maybe he didn't realize he was on the air. That's still not an excuse. But isn't it just, it's coming out of Cincinnati. So I'm thinking maybe the first thing you should do is maybe stay off the airwaves in Cincinnati for one. That might be the best advice I can give anyone, uh, including Bob Huggins. This, Stay in your lane, Bob. You shouldn't have, shouldn't have taken the call, but hopefully, and honestly, I, I believe this. Hopefully, that if this is the decision that the university is going to go with, that the university has accepted the fact that there's a lot of baggage, a lot of damage that comes with this. But a lot of people are probably not happy to debate because, again, Tom Brenneman made a homophobic slur and then he basically got kicked to the curb. But I can make a case to the guy. A nice guy, you know, friendly. He was, he was personable. I don't know him personally, but he was always outwardly nice to me in those interactions I had with him. But same with Bob Huggins. Nice guy. Uh, nice guys make mistakes. Uh, it's costing Bob Huggins a million dollars and a lot of other things, and it, it cost Tom Burnham and his career here. So my question to you is, what is the, what is the right path here? What happened to Tom Brenneman? Was that the right path? Or what is happening with Bob Huggins? Is that the right path? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome you back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's go back to our text line. Texter writes in and says, Bob Huggins, an insult? Yes. Was anyone injured? No. The man has apologized. Fine him a million. Are you saying a million or a dollar? I, I'm saying that. I think that's reading a dollar. Fine him a dollar and let him go. I've heard equally disparaging remarks made by politicians against me as a West Virginian. I didn't fret over it. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I think where the problem here is that with politicians, we we can vote them out, right? Is is that maybe the right path to go on that? Uh, With Bob Huggins, he's representing a a university, which – 
has a very diverse population and he's insulting a religious group which has a, a very uh, diverse population so i think it's it's not as if bob is just bob hugging some guy on the street and I'm not equating that to being a politician, but I'm saying Bob Huggins, a guy on the street, making some disparaging remarks. It's Bob Huggins representing the university, West Virginia University, the basketball team, the athletic department, the institution. And I think that's where you're going to see a lot of pushback on this. Texer writes in, says, do you believe the WLW radio show host should suffer any repercussions? I don't know what a proper repercussion would be because Bob's the one who said it. So Bob's the one that's going to suffer the most from this. Now, there might be a, a conversation to be had because... There could have been an opportunity to dump that segment when Bob was going there. That that could have been an opportunity for a producer to dump that segment or for the host to dump that segment. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was, it's happening in real time. So you're hoping that someone maybe is fast enough on the, on the draw here to go, oh, you know, that's not good. We got to dump that or – Okay, maybe we need to cut this segment short. Get it, get him out of this situation. Try to figure out what to do here to to avoid what we just had happen. So there needs to be maybe at least a, a conversation had because there will be some splash damage on this. I don't know how much, how 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 many people are outraged at at Bill Cunningham and station right now how many people are outraged about that how many people are more outraged about what bob huggins said i think that's going to be your measure here Uh, i honestly i think there should be a review in place just as someone who also serves the role as a program director there should be a review in place there's a producer there why didn't the producer dump that segment or why didn't the producer you know hit the hit the seven second delay the nine second delay yeah there needs to be a conversation here i don't think it's get rid of a radio host conversation though thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you tomorrow wrbc huntington w227bs huntington this is your radio home for pittsburgh pirates baseball espn 94.1 fm and am 930 And now, welcome to the after show. There are a few things on the live show I didn't get a chance to get into, so we'll do that here. Uh, the one thing I really wanted to talk about that we just ran out of time was Tavion Kinsey. He's received NBA pre-draft workout invites from the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, and that's pretty cool because those opportunities are there for teams to evaluate players that they're interested in and try to determine if those players would be a good fit. So just on that fact alone means that there's some interest in him as a potential NBA player. So he is 
getting an opportunity to showcase his skills and his abilities during those workouts, trying to impress those teams and maybe boosting his chances of being drafted. And if he performs well, he might get some other invites as well. He might also get invited to be a part of the NBA Draft Combine. So there's a lot of opportunity here for Tavion Kinsey if these workouts go well. And I think he's got a lot of potential. He might be the next Marshall basketball player to be drafted by the NBA. And I think that would be definitely a feather in his cap and Dan D'Antoni's cap. Marshall University, it would be some positive news for Marshall basketball right now, especially losing the Sun Belt freshman of the year, Micah Han Logdon, losing a first-teamer and Andrew Taylor to the transfer portal, and, of course, Marshall losing Tavion Kinsey to exhausting eligibility. At least this would be something positive for Marshall basketball. So we're going to do more of these little after shows. So if you – found it you stuck around and you listened to the very end you found the after show this will be just for us and we'll go over things that maybe we didn't get a chance to go over on the air so keep listening listen to the entire show and don't forget you can find me on twitter i'm at paul swan and i do appreciate everyone subscribing to the podcast this is the only way that you can hear these sort of things is if you're a subscriber to the podcast so i do appreciate that And I'll be back with you on Thursday for the show, 5.06 p.m. live on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.